How's it going, y'all? Alright, that's a lot better. So, this is episode two. Yeah, they're episodes now, now that we have a second one. And, um... I'm coming to you literally just moments after episode one. Partly because I still have a lot to say. So, episode two, I would like to title an introductory monologue. A.K.A. Context. As those of you who listened to the first episode would know, I'm literally just coming off of um, what I would like to think of as the last time I will ever watch porn and masturbate to it. chosen to live the rest of my life in sobriety from this. I don't want to do it anymore. But I also don't want to keep this on a sort of sour note because it isn't this is not designed for uh, you to feel bad, no. And I would also imagine that if anyone who's listening is going through something similar, that you take solace in that you're not alone. And if you are also trying to make a change then you've got support from people you don't know anyway this isn't completely about that this is about a lot of things but this is where we're starting since this is here and this is now So, maybe you're wondering, dang man, I didn't know it was like that, or, dude, are you serious man, (laughs) like for real, you mean after all this time, you, you can't, oh, come on, or, you might be thinking, wow, that's a brave thing, stepping out and talking about it. Or you could think that I'm full of shit and you would just pretty much check out right about now. But whatever it is that you think, 
not to say that it doesn't matter but what I am saying is that this will continue and this will evolve and this will grow into something good and like I said in the first episode my hope is that you'll all make this journey with me so to keep things in focus since we're talking about context I have talked about this before I actually made a few videos about it and this was uh, maybe about four years ago five years ago about five years ago that's on YouTube it's still there and uh, I'll very likely post uh, the links to that in the show notes but show notes I don't know how I feel about that terminology you know maybe I'll come up with something different but anyway for now we'll go with that since familiarity I talk a lot about how things came to be as they are but I did it in a very hmm, how shall I say it was very surfacey for lack of a better word you know I was very um, conscious about the presentation and making sure I looked good and said things the right way and all of that bullshit well it's not bullshit you know you want something that's nice and you want quality but you don't want to be overly focused on that content is important what I'm saying is important so to take a little bit from that and give it a little bit more hmm, add a little bit more information to it I'm going to tell you how things came to be Hope you got some food, because, uh, yeah, this is going to be one of those. I believe I was, I was in boarding school, and uh, had just gone through, well, not just gone through, I was experiencing, you know, I was, I was growing and shit. Um, I was growing, you know, sort of learning and exploring. And I never knew what this was. I didn't even have an idea of it. But I overheard, and this is while I was in boarding school, I overheard a classmate talking with another 
about masturbation, essentially, and, you know, uh, lube and Vaseline, and, you know, it just kind of, I was kind of like, what, what is that about, you know, and, uh, I just kind of, uh, put that away, didn't really, um, do anything with it, but when I, when the term ended, when I got home, I figured I'd try it out, see what this thing is about, right, and, uh, oh boy, yeah, that was pretty much the beginning, it was like, uh, it was a discovery, you know, like, what, you mean you can do this, and, um, I don't think it was a problem then, it was kind of a natural process, I was about, uh, I want to say about, 14, 14, maybe 15, you know, I also, it was also in the same, it was in the same context that I came across what is called around <laughs> What was called at the time blue films. <laughs> Some of you might know what that means. It's porn, you know. Um, and that was that was weird to me at the time. It was kind of it wasn't really nice, you know. It was kind of um, raw. You know, but then of course, there's a naked woman, and ah, uh, and so begins the great wire crossing, which we're going to untangle. where it started it first started with me sneaking off at night just to watch whatever <laughs> was close enough to that on the TV whenever I was at home so this would be in between terms or semesters while I was in boarding school I like to think that that time was still pretty normal. It wasn't disruptive. I wasn't thinking about it all the time. At least not in the way that feels compulsive outside of a growing teenager's mindset, of course. But uh, when things really went off the rails, was when I 
moved there from Nigeria, which is where I had grown up for a very good portion of my life. So, while I was there, I stayed with my cousins, of course. And now this was a different landscape. It was still, I would like to say, a normal time. The time when you had to get it on VHS. Or <laughs> you'd get it on a CD-ROM. Now that really expanded things. Then you could have like really lengthy movies on there. And being in a basement, <laughs> you know, just, it was just, oh boy. Not that that was, not that being in a basement was bad or anything, you know. You got your nice, we had a nice setup. But, my goodness. This thing went unchecked during that time. And I, at that age, all you would, all I would hear, or the sentiment that I got was how you shouldn't, you know, get another girl pregnant, not until you've, you know, gotten a job, gotten your stuff together, X, Y, and Z, you know, and that's not a good idea. So I figured, okay. Well then, at least I can just watch porn and no harm, no foul. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't realize that till much later, that that was a terrible idea. But by then... So, me being not the only one down there, I had access to a lot of material. Cousin would bring in CDs, you know, tapes. You know, there was always something relatively new every so often. And then gradually, it became less about getting off and more about getting off to something new. But I didn't realize it at the time. And I, I have this, this memory of this distinct moment when I think that things really, really went sideways. It was a distinct moment. A cousin comes back with, I mean, stacks of CDs, um, at least maybe about as tall from the ground to your knees, average person height. 
And there were about four, four of them. And I remember just looking at them and just saying to them, like, dang, how are we going to finish these? Now, see, we should take a moment and pause from this story and dissect that. That reveals to you my mindset at the time. There was so much porn. And the only thing that I could think about was how they were going to get through all that material. How I was going to get through all that material, to be more specific. How was I going to consume all of that novelty? There was so much of it. Now on the surface it's funny. But. When I think about it, it really um, revealed a lot about where I was at at the time. Now a lot more was going on in the periphery. It wasn't all great. Let's just say that uh, I was in the midst in the midst of a lot of dysfunction and it was fever pitch during that uh, during those I would say five years from about 2002 to 2006 very tumultuous time but also a very interesting time. I grew a lot. I learned a lot. I didn't think I had a problem yet. Not yet though. See, I was still very much in the habit of internalizing things. become one of the ways of coping with the pain but I didn't know yet I was not aware of myself so sure I did my work though. I made sure I took care of things that needed to be taken 
wasn't doing it to the best of my abilities. Because I would spend my free time either watching porn or playing video games. Now the games I don't regret, I quite enjoyed those. But sometimes I do think back to that period and wonder if I could have done something better with it. But I do recognize that I was also in a scenario that really clouded a lot of my thoughts. So I just kept on with it and I never realized that I had a problem until I moved out, transferred to a four-year college, started my first semester, still watching porn, of course. Now, at this point, this was when the uh, transition to the internet happened. Another seminal moment. Because I would get bored of the uh, old stuff. And even though they were on stacks of CDs, I eventually got bored of those too. the internet came around, hit refresh new material. It was a paradigm shift and I didn't know it. And I just got on before I realized what was going on. I was watching more porn than I was watching more porn than I ever had. And then it started to affect my life. I had also met someone. I'd gotten in a relationship. Now, I had been in relationships prior to one or two. But it never presented itself as an issue, as a problem. It never hindered my life. But by my third, if I'm not mistaken, semester, it had become a full-blown problem. I wasn't getting my work done. I was missing class. Sometimes I wouldn't even be able to get hard enough. To have sex with my girlfriend at the time. I think I'm going to go with keeping names to myself. for my own privacy and also to 
respect the privacy of the other people involved. So I'm going to try and be as vague as possible in that regard. And I would imagine that some of y'all, some of you here too, one of you, gosh, I don't think that even sounds right, so my apologies, but I just want to be respectful of that. So, yeah, she, um, she suggested to me at the time that I see a counselor, I thought, nah, I can just stop this, it's fine, I'll just stop, you know, what's the big deal, I never thought of stopping, so I tried to stop, and all of a sudden there were these urges that came up, and they were really strong. I had never encountered such a thing before, and I started to lose control over myself. And over my life. And what ensued from about 2007 from about, I would say from 2008 up until now has been uh, hold on a second, let me make sure I got my math right 12 year long battle to stop this Why has it taken 12 years? <sighs> Truth and honesty is why, at least in part, I haven't been honest with myself. I had to understand why I was doing that and doing so compulsively at this point with disregard to outcomes to how it affected other people to how it affected people I was intimate with because it, it did affect them and that was that that hurt the most um and the worst part was that i was the one doing it to myself and to them so i, I wasn't honest i searched my entire life to find out what it was. I thought it was, and I think I found breadcrumbs along the way. So I'm not gonna say that it was a fruitless effort. 
of issues that I had with people still. And uh, I checked a lot of boxes. Resolved many issues. Fixed many parts of my life. Made many positive changes. But they never quite seemed to break through. It never quite seemed to go away. It started to, though. You know, I went from not being able to go a day without it to being able to go for a week. And that was like the coolest thing. And then being able to go for two weeks. I was on two weeks for a while. And three weeks was like, at one point I wasn't even sure if I could go beyond three weeks. Because I was on three weeks for years. And um, eventually I met someone. Someone that I really wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And um, she was amazing, you know. I would say two years I really saw a lot of positive change I saw months at a time without it six months eight months almost hit a year wow and she had a lot to do with that there's a lot more context there but I'll leave that there for now. I've kind of given you guys a bit of a summary run-up up until the most recent events. And that was in the last five years, what I just described to you. And so many aspects of my life during that time consolidated, cleaned up, or made better, stronger, whole. But there was still something missing. check if this recording was still going so there was still something missing um, I hadn't been honest with myself was that yeah after all that is that I first of all I really really 
have a I have an admiration I have a I have an admiration for the kind of beauty that women have most especially on a physical uh, level I just oh boy you know so I have to be honest with myself about that and um, ah gosh I kind of lost where I was going with this just thinking about it but uh, yeah you know so there you go in case you were wondering I have a lot of admiration ah yes okay things that that I'm framing this, you know, but, uh, just like anything, that can be both a good thing and not a good thing, and in the case of pornography, it's, uh, that aspect of myself, I, um, I think I allowed that to be perverted, that aspect, you know? I don't think that there's anything wrong with, with genuinely appreciating and just liking the way women look. I mean, you know, goodness. Anyway, so. I have a, you know, I, I think a genuine, um, genuine appreciation for it that goes beyond, uh, it goes beyond just that base instinct of wanting to beat your penis to it every time, you know, or in this case, mine. So, but like I said, you know, because that was something that I explored within the context of pornography, a lot of other things came in that shouldn't have. And it's really based on that, that I haven't been able to let that go. that I haven't found another outlet for that appreciation. So, that's me being honest. And I thought, and I'm just realizing that now, so permit me as I go along, thought I liked it, porn specifically, because I liked women, I liked to, I couldn't get over the sight of, I couldn't get over the sight of a naked woman, just, that pretty much, well, okay, you know, 
So this being expressed in the manner that it was became a problem. Publicly, I was always nice and respectful most of the time. But I do think that there were I do think that there were some I do think that there were some women that I encountered over the course of my time that might have been a little bit creeped out for reasons they probably couldn't describe. So for whatever reason ah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I kind of got that so I figured that you can't fake this. You actually have to stop. And by the way, it was ruining my relationships. I mean, when I actually started really being able to get that going, I couldn't get it going. Or it would take a lot. Or it would take a long time for me to finish. More on that later. <sighs> but um, I eventually unraveled in fits and starts. I would have spurts of energy and drive and gusto and real go get emness. change and then something would just hit me and I would fall back I would regress I'd recede into the bubble I'd cower I'd hide away for days especially during the time when I lived on my own. I don't know how many of you are still here right now. And to a greater degree, how many of you identify with some of what I'm saying? But if you do, I hope you take some solace in knowing that you're not alone. And you're not the only one trying. And you're not crazy. Something is really happening. Now, this in its own unusual way led to a lot of unusual changes in a lot of spaces and dimensions physically emotionally and spiritually 
more on that later. So, knowing that this is something that can be, that has been for a long time, twisted. I have twisted and also allowed to be twisted. I can't imagine the gravity of what I've done. Right now, at this moment, I am ashamed. I am sorry. I am sorry on a deep level. way to make good on it is not to do it anymore. I know the best way to do right by me is not to do it anymore. The best way to do right by my family is not to do it anymore. best way to do right by those that love me and by those that I love is not to do this anymore. If you're with me, and you're anything like me, having gone through these experiences, or kinds of experiences, then, uh, like I said in the previous episode, welcome. to explore just a different life from the one that we've been 
forgiving ourselves. Because maybe the world has, or people, or you've just had such a bad experience that you feel like you deserve it. And so you're not worth anything. And you treat yourself that way. Because you treat yourself that way, other people treat you that way. And because other people treat you that way, you treat yourself that way. And on and on and on and on and on it goes. It's got to stop sometime. Sometimes I think I'm too far gone. Other times I'm like, we can still do this. Right now, I know I can still do this. I know you can still do this. Why? You're alive. That's it. You're alive. And if you're alive, you can still do this. Oh. I have to admit, this hasn't been easy. just very much in state. I am, I'm not doing this a few months after or a few years after. I'm doing this right now. I really hope I'm not full of shit. nice not to be for a change so this is a journey of transition from bad to good it has to be real and it has to be right Um, yeah, 
has to be done. rest recuperate recharge I don't know how often I'm going to be doing this like I said but I'll be doing it and uh, I'll be putting them up and I'll be telling you guys about it. And, um, yeah. As we pick this up, I'll also be telling you guys what we're going to be doing and the things that we're going to be talking about. So, I'll give you a little bit of, uh... A little bit of a preview for what I'm going to talk about in episode three which will be coming up literally right after this. Episode 3 is more context, but more about my personal life and my history and how those things led to me being the kind of person that I am, the choices that I made, and how those choices have affected me, and how I have allowed those things to affect me. A lot of I's and me's in there. Please bear with me. This is all just for context. So, with that being said, y'all have an awesome one. And we'll talk later. Peace.